0: Hello, patriots. You are listening to Living With Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today we'll talk about how woke capitalism is becoming a relic, as well as what's going on with Coke and why they have gone woke all of a sudden. All next on Living With Liberty. I have a couple of articles that we'll go through on today's show. The first one will be on woke capital and why it's not a sustainable model and destined to become a relic. And the second one is an interesting perspective on why established companies like Coke go woke. The first one I have is titled, Woke Capital is Destined to Become a Relic by Peter Earle. Now the basis of this article is how in reality these woke companies are hypocrites. Earl notes that woke capital wouldn't be so unpalatable if it weren't rife with hypocrisy and that the cardinal sin of woke capital is lofty moral standards selectively applied. This is very true. Before 2020 there was many companies out there spouting off about, we're green this or green that, or we care about the environment. I think many of us just rolled our eyes at it, but said, you know, this is relatively harmless, uh, a relatively harmless position. And, you know, some of it's not so bad. I mean, who doesn't want to protect the environment? And, you know, who wants a company that's just polluting all our environment, really? So, yeah, you know, some of it, when they got into the climate change, it's kind of eye-rolling, like, hey, okay, whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's viewed as relatively harmless uh, positions, harmless rhetoric. And in some cases, it's, you know, pretty good uh, in terms of protect- protecting the environment. Uh, and these companies weren't, you know, beating us over the head with the, the just the nonsense. Uh, you know, it was just more of a statement, not a outright call it political position, um, where it's more moral than you type of stance. And, you know, we said, okay, you know, that's fine. We'll just do our transaction with them and move on. No no harm, no foul there. However, now in this post-George Floyd era, let's call it, where seemingly every company wants to play social justice warrior and tell half of their customer base that they are horrible people, but please still buy from us. Actually, it's more like you have to buy from us because we bought up all of our competitors and killed all the small business alternatives. Earl also notes the hypocrisy of one Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, And how Cook is more than willing to play social justice warrior when the target happens to be an Indiana restaurant that might not want to host a hypothetical same sex wedding. But when it comes to Apple's relationship with companies and countries that are in the real business of oppressing people, Tim Cook goes full ostrich mode and puts his head in the sand, doesn't even acknowledge that, hey, uh, you know, we get a lot of stuff from China, and and they're doing some really bad things to their people. They're doing some really bad things to uh, their ethnic minorities, to the Uyghurs there. Now, these companies aren't serious, and honestly, they lack any moral authority to be telling us what to do or how to do it. They're no better than any individual person, quite honestly. We all have our things. Uh, and if you know if these companies are going to continue to alienate half of their uh half of their customer base if they're going to continue to take political stances we need to continue to not support them you know maybe a boycott isn't quite the right terminology as i mentioned before i think if companies did a 180 and we're really genuine in an apology to the consumers, we'd probably go back. Right. I mean, some of these companies have really great um, products and services. I mean, you know, we, we'd have to, you know, we would, we'd probably go back, but if they're not willing to do that, then, you know, we have to be willing to not patronize them. You know, let's call it a, call it a strike, not a boycott. You know, I, I think, in the case of Apple, in the case of Tim Cook here, in the case of any company, really. If you aren't willing to stand up and call out real oppression, because it will hurt your business model and hurt your bottom line, you are a fake and a phony and should no longer be taken seriously in anything you say or do. End of story. You you can't keep trying to point fingers at people here when you're not willing to take care of your own house yourself, when you're not willing to call out the, the oppression in the companies in which you have basically, in the case of Apple, where you basically manufacture all your products. It, people see right through that. The consumers see right through that. Now, the group Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting, if you didn't catch the acronym there, it's FAIR, um, They acknowledge that all the talk by corporations about their diversity, racial justice, and progressive programs are really nothing more than marketing campaigns to keep wokesters buying their products. These corporate initiatives don't actually uh, com- uh, accomplish anything, according to FAIR. Now, uh, any rational person's probably sitting there thinking, well, yeah, I I mean, you think about what a company's actual function is and how does a company grow and thrive, right? I, I mean, just companies talking a good game about diversity and inclusion yet are blindly following, not, excuse me, not blindly following through on that talk. Imagine that. If they did, they wouldn't be in business for very long. If businesses hired based solely on checkboxes of characteristics, of outward characteristics, they would go bankrupt within a year. Now, our government has the luxury of doing that. The Biden administration has the luxury of doing that because they can just print more money. Or, more accurately, they can just steal more money from you to cover the cost of their buffoonery. Now, corporations don't have that luxury of printing presses or the ability to levy taxes. So they have to adhere to the principle of meritocracy if they want to survive. Now, I'm not saying that companies aren't diverse places, they absolutely are. But you also have to be competent in the job. Otherwise, any company that is Hiring based on check boxes uh, that don't include competency in whatever role per said person is applying for, they'll die. It'll go bankrupt. Now, when it comes to diversity and social justice causes, companies are all talk. I mean, any if you go and dig, and I did a little digging about you know into this, um. In reality, in in the example I just gave with uh, Tim Cook, I think Nike's another one when when it comes to this talk of social justice causes. It's just that. They're all talk. They'll only do it if it doesn't hurt the bottom line. Now, the thing is here, because people take everything they see on the idiot box as fact, they don't go and investigate for themselves. They don't put two and two together, which, by the way, is still four, for those that are out there still doing real math. They don't connect that even though Nike has social justice warrior Colin Kaepernick on the payroll, and they are constantly promoting social justice causes in the United States, they also still turn a blind eye to China's treatment of ethnic minorities. They are all gung-ho here in the U.S. where you know, they think they're building social capital, let's call it, uh, with their stances and positions and ads and having Colin Kaepernick out front kneeling or doing whatever he's doing. But again, when it comes to the bottom line of the company, to the... What determines the survival of the company? They won't rock the boat. They're not going to tell China to screw off. We're pulling everything out unless you start uh, acting right towards the people. You know, Nike needs that cheap labor. It, otherwise, how are they going to make like a thousand percent on their shoes? <laughs> I mean, the, the those shoes would be. They, double or triple the price if they were made here. Now, do you really think that if Nike made shoes stateside, they would be as accommodating and as nice uh, about, you know, within their social justice causes and, you know, would they, let's call it, kind of turned a blind eye to their five-finger discount policies and their five-finger discount specials every time uh, people want to to go on a little rampage? I don't think so. I would bet if, if you know, they weren't making shoes for you know twenty twenty bucks or whatever it costs them to make a shoe, uh, you know, throw just maybe even double or triple that would it cost them to make a shoe? That you know, their position might be a bit different. They might actually come out and say something like, "Hey, um, guys, this isn't the way to go about it. We don't support this. We don't support you coming and." you know, cleaning out our stores uh, of our shoes. But, you know, since they've turned the blind eye to China to protect that cheap labor, uh, you know, what's a few shoes, I guess. Now, I'll end today's show with this interesting article about Woke, Broke, Coke. It's titled, Coke Goes Woke and Broke by Daniel Greenfield. Now, this really is uh, an interesting perspective uh, in this article on on uh, Coke and really how they were going broke well before they went broke. I'll link the article. It's uh, in the description box. It's really worth the read. It It, it is quite, quite interesting lays out uh, quite nicely that even before um, Coke entered the political arena in the Georgia law uh, election law, um, call it a debacle, let's call it, as far as these companies coming out against it without even knowing what's there, uh, they were already on the decline. Now, Greenfield starts off the piece with this nugget. It goes like this. Brands don't go broke because they get woke. They go woke because they are going broke and don't know how to stop the slow but steady collapse of their business. this is an interesting concept, and I think one that makes sense, especially if you think about a company like Coke. So going woke is the last step in trying to market the company as something different, something hip, something that's on the leading edge of some fake problem that was made up that needs to be solved. In essence, it's another marketing ploy, because the company is out of ideas. Think of Coke again. Just keep that in the back of your mind for a second here Um, as we go on. Greenfield goes on in his article and says this. It's those old familiar brands that go woke because their products and business models are dated. Virtue signaling is their way of adapting to a changing market Without really innovating. Now let's get back to Coke and why I had you think about Coke and keep that in the back of your mind here. Now, what new and innovative product have uh, have you seen the Coke uh, Coca Cola company come out with in the last five years? About the only thing I was able to come up with and research is that they came out with a new Diet Coke and about five new flavors. So they took Diet Coke and and added, uh, I think one was orange and lime and some you know there's three others, a passion fruit or something. Um, just had a purple stripe on it. I don't I, you know it's not never been a big Coke drinker so I don't I don't know anyway. I don't remember. I do remember them coming out with those flavors, but as far as what they all were, I don't know. Um, this is hardly <laughs> adding some flavoring to. A base product is hardly an innovation. Coke is at the mature stage of their market life and company life, quite honestly. They play in a mature market. The software or soft drink market is pretty much fully developed. There's no nowhere really to go unless they are buying other innovative companies, not even playing in the space of soft drinks. They've bought other companies. Uh, in the drink realm to try and grow and and build scale, but there's still no innovation there those those companies were established too there's there's only so much market share you know to be had and and uh there's there's really no more left to grab and unless it's something super innovative and nothing's turning the soda market on its head at this point they really at this point have, have hit their peak, or they they hit their peak long ago, I should say, and are now basically playing in a commodity industry. So does a commodity. Let's, you know, let's be real. It, it is a commodity. If you look at Coke's pricing, though, look at, even look at Pepsi's pricing, the name brand. Uh, look at the name brand, uh, national brands, and what their pricing is. You wouldn't think, though, it's a commodity. I mean, they're charging five bucks for a twelve pack, not on sale. Definitely not worth it at all. So they haven't realized that uh, you know what, soda's a dime a dozen. I I can go and get the store brand, you know, for sixty percent or even half of that, and it's you know fine if if I were to drink soda. I'm a more of a tea guy. I have a soda every now and then. Pepsi, of course. But, um I kicked the soda habit long ago. Now, if you look at back at Coke here, they are struggling, I think as a company, you can you can tell with they're struggling to come to with tongue to tongue tied here to come to grips that they are a mature company with no innovation pipeline and are going to have to either get into a line of business that offers growth. so, either start a, a new uh, division dedicated to you know researching something that is really gonna set uh, set the world on fire if you will, or buy another innovative company, a startup type company outside of outside of the uh, the uh, soft drink space. So you know that's one option. they have to get into a line of business that offers an opportunity for growth or they will have to just be content and realize that they are now a company in a declining market that's been a declining market for a long time now that will likely see some mass consolidation at some point in the future as more and more people turn away from the carbonated sugar water that's just the reality as markets mature you you will see at some point i i think um three, three, maybe major soft drink companies. Um, I think we, you know, we might even be there now. So there might even be further consolidation from that point. Um, But that's the reality Coke is in. And it seems like they don't want to accept it, that they are not an innovative company and that they have a mature market. So let's seem like we're on the leading edge and go woke. And now this story gets even more interesting, and really, this is the beautiful part in all of this. Greenfield notes in his piece that over the past two decades, Americans have taken soda consumption down from 50 gallons annually to 40 gallons annually per person. Now, you may be asking yourself right now, what caused this trend? and really it some of the like i said this is beautiful it it boils down to the crowd and the consumer that coke is now pandering to with their whole woke bs and that consumer is the young urban white lefty who drinks more bottled water than anything else and yeah they're the, probably the same one that's scolding you about using plastic straws from their P- prius hybrid So Coke traded in their family-oriented marketing and stopped advertising to the people that actually consumed their carbonated sugar water and instead started chasing the Prius hybrid-driving wokesters who really don't give two craps about the Coke brand or about soda or about cola. They just want their water and they just want to tell you what a horrible person you are. So, Coke starts marketing to them in hopes of that crowd not uh, pointing the finger at Coke and telling Coke and the world how horrible Coke is. So, Coke, instead of keeping with their traditional marketing, which catered to a wide swath of consumers, I mean, who didn't love the polar bear commercials, right? I mean, the polar bear commercials at Christmas time were, I, I liked them, I thought they were kind of cool. I mean, they they decided to go the route of wokeness, open their mouths about politics, and are now going to pay a further price in terms of sales. They were already declining. Now, you just pissed off the people that actually still probably bought your product, all because you were afraid of getting pointed out that you are horrible. You know, tell the wokesters to piss off. We're Coke and we're going to. Cater to who we want to cater to. If you don't hit a bully in the mouth, they're going to keep bullying you. That's what drives me nuts about all this is everybody bows and placates. And placating doesn't satisfy at all. It only emboldens. And now Coke's going to have to pay the price for that because uh, people are going to turn away from them in even bigger numbers than they already were. Some of these established companies need to realize that they are mature companies. They're in mature markets, and those markets are tapped out for growth. There, it's just not there. They don't have the luxury to be opening their mouths in a political arena like the tech giants or other innovative companies can and do. They shouldn't stick to to producing a product or a service or providing a service. Stay out of the political arena unless it comes to, like, Walmart's position of of, uh, taxes and regulation, things that are actually going to strangle your business. That's what you should be worried about from the government, not fake made-up problems. These mature companies have been part of the landscape forever and really have been part of our lives. They've been ingrained in, call it the traditional culture. It's been ingrained in us as a customer base that these are good brands, trusted brands. We've known them forever. They're all throwing all that away now, though. They have to realize that their customer base that has supported them through thick and thin is turned off by this whole woke nonsense. And for that, Coke and others that uh, have entered this arena Will pay a price in terms of their sales. Will pay a price in terms of their any future growth they might have had. And that you know is something that the CEOs are maybe one day going to wake up and realize. Maybe not. Depends how far they want that ship to sink. I'll leave a, I'll leave you with this final gem from the Greenfield piece. He writes this. Wokening is a social disease of stale companies with stale brands whose products are overpriced and have fallen out of touch with the needs of many customers. Indeed, they have. And we consumers are fed up with these woke companies trying to cover up for their lack of innovation, their own lack of growth, by trying to seem like they're with the times, air quotes there and we will no longer continue to prop them up with our patronage. That's my show for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd be so kind, please leave a positive review, should your listening platform allow, and subscribe to my show. It helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. You can do that by subscribing to my show as well as signing up for notifications. Follow me on social media. My main account is on Parlor. I am at livingwithliberty. I am also on MeWe. Just search for Living with Liberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.